What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Middle Hey, B! Fox Sports 1! Haberman! What am I looking at here? Look at the, What is this? I got, I'm got. i looking at Middlecoff with a with signage, a backdrop from the you know, Middlecoff Walnut Creek Studios. E, 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 our friends at Ease.com, guy. They're just a, a big part of everything we're doing. It, just like Fox Sports 1, Haberman, tomorrow, Salt Lake City, Arizona State, no big deal, national television. I see you. Thank you. Yep. Big deal. Very excited. Very excited. It's a good week. Good week for the show. Good week for the show. Very good week. Very good week, guy. Even though there's not that much going on sports-wise, but I guess a decent amount. I guess a decent amount. Yeah, I mean, uh, one thing, maybe the first thing we'll talk about is the something, the the maybe that keeps on maybeing, but maybe it'll be real today. Uh, I hope hope it is. Um, But before we do, you've got the backdrop. Uh, People see it on the Periscope show. E-A-Z-E. Kind of. I got, I got to get a better camera than the iPad. Oh, but, looks uh, good. It looks good. People, I, I appreciate Middlecoff making me money, bro. I'm going to go to ham uh, while he's grinding. I'm inclusive, guy. Yeah. This is an inclusive money-making endeavor for two people. Inclusive to two people. That's right. But we couldn't do it without everybody listening to this podcast, which we appreciate you guys. Uh, word on the street, John, and uh, and beyond the street is that E's, um, things are going well, that, that uh, our listeners are supporting the product. God, how could they not, guy? Uh, vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, topicals, y- you name it. Our, our friends at Ease now are a big part uh, of what we're doing. Stand by, believe in what they're doing. And uh, I, I know the people that are listening to this podcast aren't just embracing it, but are loving it and are going to continue to support it. And the one thing I, I was talking to my girl Taylor at Ease, and she was saying, because people had hit me up, and we've talked about it, they're working on something that for also, because we have a lot of people listening that were already users of the product, so people that can not be first-time users get get a discount too. That is in the works. So people, we are thinking about you, uh, as long as you're over 21, guy. Yeah. Oh, you could be 21. 21. You can be 21, yeah. Uh, over 21 is good too. You get online. You go to ease.com, E-A-Z-E. 
And you get verified in minutes. And then you can just start browsing. Uh, if delivery is not in your area yet, it's in San Francisco, L.A., San Diego, Sacramento, Napa Valley, then it's coming soon. So part of getting online, verified, and signing up is um, the ability to get notified as soon as uh, Ease is able to legally deliver in your area. Uh, and you'll be able to start uh, jumping on board. Yep, you just go promo code HAM, guy. And first-time users get $20 off. And over $50 purchase, you get a free delivery. How do you beat that? We, we order a lot of things from different places, and there's nothing like, God, the delivery charge. Go over $50, which is easy to do, free de- delivery. Promo code HAM. It's fun to be on the cutting edge here, Middlecoff, ahead of the curve. It's, you always want to uh, see the wave coming because if it's a little late, that wave, if you're at Mavericks, can throw you into the reef or maybe even hit you into a great white shark and you can die. So uh, we hope to catch the right wave and then win the tournament. Ease partners with a dispensary near you, by the way, so you're always supporting local business. Go to ease.com, E-A-Z-E.com, and uh, use the promo code HAM. And tell them you saw their ad behind Middlecoff's head. Yes. Actually, that doesn't get you anything, but it's just tell us that, actually. Um, keep an eye out for our billboard, TBD. TBD. It's coming, guy. <laughs> it is coming. You know, John, uh, physical billboards are a thing, are, are, are a thing but but the, the billboards in your mind, you know, that's, that's what we're shooting for. So uh, we appreciate the support. Also, we appreciate, because I got your tweets and DMs, those of you that use berries. I uh, hope it was a good Valentine's Day for everybody. Berries.com. My, my mom and, uh, called me last night. She was so hot, fired up on the uh, the, the flowers, the, the berries. Loved them. Absolutely loved them. That's fantastic to hear. We got a tweet uh, from a guy, a loyal listener. I got to go find his name, but he said he sent he he sent the screenshot of the text message exchange with his uh, wife or girlfriend, Brandon. Thanks, Brandon, because uh, the the text he got was everyone in the office loves you. You're so sweet because the delivery came <laughs> yeah. to the office. Now Brandon is using his brain. Yeah, that he is, guy. And you can always use your brain a little extra if you go ease.com, a little vape, and then and then you get those berries to come in. You're like, damn, you got a great little combination. Well, did you tell your mom uh, when she called you that uh, uh, go ahead and, and uh, take down those berries because she'll be getting another delivery from Sherry's Berries Mother's Day? Uh, I, I did not, but uh, I don't. I don't want it. I want it to be another secret, guy, <laughs> just because. Uh, you know, it's a nice little surprise of love. That's what I consider it, a surprise of love. All right. Uh, very good. The um, podcast is, is – uh, we're feeling good. Topics-wise, we're like, what, what's, gonna, what's going on today? There's actually a bunch of stuff that I'm kind of fired up to talk about. But the one thing – we record this on a Friday late morning is um, will Bryce Harper be a giant by the end of the day? There's the, the radio host that you told me when I said his name you, you recognized – uh, Chris Russell from 106 The Fan in Washington, D.C. Apparently, he's the guy that apparently he said, I didn't know this was a thing, that there was a mystery team once upon a time that was involved and that team turned out to be the Giants. Thursday, he said on radio that Bryce Harper is going to make his decision today, as in Friday, if you're listening to this on Friday. So by the time you're listening to it, maybe he has. Maybe it's Saturday and he has. I don't know. Maybe he hasn't. But... Um, I mean, the one thing I think is I keep – every time I see one of these stories, Middlecoff, I go, yeah, sure he is. But then you think, well, he's going to have to decide at some point unless he's going to take this for agency into his 40s. So sooner or later, he's going to be on somebody's team. Why not today? Why not this week? Why not? It's pretty fascinating. What do you think of just the money in baseball? 
and we've been talking about it for a while and you've been hammering this home like th- these guys are just it's not there's not just two billies now they're, they're they run every team it's now billy has littered the dodgers the giants cashman clearly is pretty heavy and they, they've been aggressive but smartly aggressive right the, the phillies that that what do you think of that aaron nola contract i mean he that's insane like he's kind of crazy you know, clearly Scott Boris is not as you see Severino's deal. These guys are signing like Bumgarner deals. Yeah, well, I mean, look for Aaron Nola. Ultimately, uh, what he bought out two years of free agency. So, you know, as as I saw, I was watching Brian Kenny's show, and somebody made the point: Look, you can turn out a lot of money, but when you're a, when you're still a few years away from free agency, and somebody puts forty five million dollars in front of you, it's still forty five million dollars. Bumgarner's was five for thirty five. Like he's going to be a free agent here for twenty twenty. But you when know, would Bumgarner have been a free agent like three years ago? Uh, yeah, because he's twenty nine now, so probably. And you around. you were con- you did his like he he was up in the big leagues by like twenty one, right? Yeah, twenty. So yeah, like two thousand eighteen maybe. So, but again, like the the no, I think there's gonna there is gonna be more of this. This is gonna be the move because players are gonna see I'm gonna spend all these years not getting paid. Then I'm going to get to free agency, and it's not going to be just this like free for all where people are just make just stupidly throwing money around at me when I'm at the back end or past my prime. So let me get some money now. Uh, I, I I just think there's going to be more of this. It, it 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 people aren't making the same mistakes, and players are mad about it. Well, tough. I mean, it sucks for them. I get it, but but you know the the upside is you do get paid earlier now, a lot earlier potentially. Yeah, but but wouldn't Harper and Machado would technically be somewhat different just because they are really young and they're legitimate free agents. So, yeah. but but I will say this: no one's giving out a ten three hundred anymore. That's well, pretty clear, right? Th- that's pretty clear. But I will say this too: these guys are both superstars, but they're 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 there's some red flags on both of them. Bryce, people have thought the way he plays is just not going to last physically. I don't know. We'll see. The year he had, particularly the first half last year, was, you know, scared people off a little bit. Now, I still think no one wants to pitch to him. He led the league in walks. And there are metrics that say he's not a very good outfielder. Machado said he doesn't hustle when we already knew that and had no problem with it. And I was talking to somebody, texting with somebody Friday morning who told me that uh, the Dodgers had zero interest and like none after bringing him back after getting to know him. So, you know, it was like the opposite when the Giants acquired Pence in a trade and then they fell in love with him. The Dodgers had no interest. Now, they've got a position backlog too, but still, it wasn't even about that. It was they got to know the guy and did not want him back in their clubhouse. So I will say this. Yes, part of this is cost, but I also think those things would have been overlooked in the past. Probably they're not being overlooked now. Maybe that's a part of it. I think more of it is what you're talking about, but I'm just saying like, these are not just five star across the board in every category guys, just based on that stuff. I would take price though. I would too, though tad bit overrated, but there's a huge marketing element to them. Uh, Not when I say overrated, I just mean like for the money that he's going to garner, it's, He's not a Rod or Griffey in his prime or Barry in his prime, you know, something right. like that. But th- there is an element of, y- you know, of things that he brings to the table that just guys don't. 
Because yeah. I was thinking that I saw this on MLB Network. They got me thinking. If Mike Trout was a free agent, we probably wouldn't be sitting here today, right? He would have been signed because there would have been enormous deals on the table. Yes, and whatever deal he seeked, I think he would have gotten. Like the two huge free agents, the two really huge free agents right now are, I mean, Manny's got red flags all over him, right? Just from an effort standpoint, people liking him. Bryce is a little bit just, his asking price is just so astronomical, right? So... Because the asking I, I, I price don't, I don't includes. Bl- I don't blame the teams. Because the asking. No, I don't either. Because the asking price includes star power, and it's like, you know, who doesn't give a rip about star power is you know, like Billy. Like that's not. They, they, I'm just trying to win baseball games. I don't. Well, that's the thing. And back to your whole premise. None of these guys give a shit about that, right? I mean, they care if the guy is really good. Like they they look at Mike Trout star power or. You know, the, whoever, Max Scherzer or whoever, I mean, a guy that's just the best of the best. I, I think a lot of people would say, I don't even think he's the best of the best. And I got to pay this astronomical price. So I I, I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to quite. I, I know he said that he thinks it's going to happen. I, I Maybe it does just because I heard Jeff Passan on Rosillo's podcast. And he said the one thing that he's heard people say is that Harper's just he loves baseball. So it's going to get really weird for him. And some GMs might think it comes back to earth a little bit when all these camps are going and he's just like sitting in his fucking garage hitting the tee. Right. You know, he's going to be like, Scott, can, can we get a deal here? <laughs> and, but there, th- th- that's what's that coming in the, in the next week, right? With all these guys reporting, how long after pitchers and catchers report do everyone else usually report? Usually like, a week or so. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do they, why is it different? Um, I, because I think is there a logic behind it? I mean, yeah, clearly, I, I think part of it's got to be like everyone else shows up. the The pitchers, you need someone to pitch to you, and if you show up, maybe it's part of like you show up on the same day as the pitcher. Like the pitchers aren't warmed up yet, you know, haven't built up a little bit of strength yet to start throwing to you. Maybe they also have more to do. I think it's just like the pitchers have more to do, and so the catcher's got to be there to catch the pitchers. Um, just because I think the arm is a little bit more of a, uh, you know, it's a little more maintenance in terms of just phys- a physical maintenance than the swing. Swing's a high maintenance thing too, but so I think you get that week just to start kind of lightly getting your arm ready. But if the hit if the hitters are there, what are they going to do? Because you're not really throwing to that level yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean uh, that's an interesting point on him. I will say though, like I guess you know quarterbacks in the NFL show up with the rookies. Like there's just certain things you just have to kind of acclimate a little quicker, or I mean it takes you a little longer, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And but but I will say this: like, do you if you're him, do you go this far with uh, with Boris only to kind of? Like you've gone this far, you're gonna. Well, start that was the, that was the other thing. Passon was saying is a lot of people in the league, because they're all these billies, like the the Boris thing. They're so unaffected by all of his fluff, and if he can't get right to owners anymore, and it's kind of clear his power and his kind of really, uh, you know, separating factor as in this elite agent is going the other way a little bit now. They're like, Scott, you can say all these fucking crazy numbers. He's better than Babe Ruth. Like, we, we don't care. You know, you still, 10 years ago, George Steinberg's like, he is better than Babe Ruth, you know? Or Lerner with the Nationals, or hell, even the Giants. That's 
That's just not really the case. There just aren't those guys in baseball anymore because they're so numbers-driven where you can't even fool them with these outlandish statements. All right, let's say this podcast is out and Bryce Harper has signed with somebody. Uh, I think the Phillies have a good opportunity, would have an opportunity to get the most out of their money just because of their ballpark. But um, I do think the Giants, I'd be far, first of all, if the Giants did it, I'd be fired up just based on, you know, let's just start with selfish reasons, right? We get to watch him. I think he's a really good player. I think he's a great player. Are you overpaying for him? Yes. I think whoever signs him is overpaying for him. But at the end of the day, you still get him. And what I've always, what I've always said about paying a lot of, for, for, for a player is if it doesn't keep you from doing other things, then why do I as a fan care? Like, what do I care? Now, baseball teams have done a much better job. You know, it used to be the Yankees just spent everything, and now they're kind of cognizant of being under a threshold so there's not a penalty tax. But, look, Bryce Harper doesn't put the Giants in the World Series. He probably doesn't even put them in the playoffs. He doesn't. But – He's a, he is a great player, and they need great players, and he's a great player. So I'm not complaining about that one bit if he's a giant. I I, I agree. I mean, I, I, I got no – first off, I don't care how much they pay him. You know, it doesn't really affect me. So I'm, well. <laughs> uh, I'm completely behind just them getting him here for entertainment purposes. Yeah. And then if we talked about GM purposes, the other thing I'd say is I do think – like I think Farhan knows what he's doing. So that's not to say that everything he does is going to work, but it is to say, you know, the value of GMs that can squeeze every bit of talent out of a dollar out of a dollar is that if you end up spending big money on a guy or two or three or whatever you do, you do believe that like I do believe that Farhan is going to do what the Dodgers have tried to do, what the A's certainly have done for a long time, what everyone's trying to do, which is maximize what you get out of guys that don't cost you a lot of money. So um, I'm a believer in Farhan just based on the hire, just based on the background. And so I don't, you know, this can't be the only thing you do big picture, but it does put a a great feared hitter in your lineup. And when is that a bad thing? Well, I mean, they do have Brandon Belt, so they are in in pretty good shape. Lefty bash brother. I I, I just think that all these players are complaining, like Verlander and a bunch of guys. That they've lost touch because they've made so much money. Like, hey guys, it's kind of like the real estate market. Where do you think this is going? That one day you're going to make eighty million dollars? It's been proven over and over that one player in this sport, like for as much as LeBron and Clutch drive me nuts, you can't really dispute that one NBA player of the highest level, like a Kevin Durant, a LeBron, a Steph, a James Harden, are worth so much goddamn money. Say what Papa would say, John, of the highest order. Of, of the highest or you, you could argue of a hundred million dollar salary cap. And, and I got no problem saying this when everyone's like, well, LeBron would be worth 70 million. I would agree. But then your sixth, seventh man would probably be worth like 800 grand. You know, when you, if you really wanted to dive deep into Farhan's ID level basketball, do you agree with that? Yeah. Yes. Because they are true replacement level players. Yeah. I, and replacement sounds like a negative, like, Sean Livingston makes 12, 14 million bucks or whatever. He's probably worth at the end of the day, like a million bucks. If Steph, which he is, and Kevin are both worth like 60, right? So it's just, I get where baseball and these guys are coming and I like it. I think it's because it was just, it was outlandish. You're, you're not getting the bang for your buck, but I, 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 
someone said Kenny or one of those guys on the show, the one, the one pro actually it was uh, Mike Lowell had a good point. He's like, I, I do agree. Like if you put yourself in a GM, you know, seat, you can't really disagree with it, but he's like, then the moment Mike Trout or Bumgarner or one of those guys comes up, they should start making seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars by like year two. It, it should automatically flip. Like you, you get to go to arbitration when you hit a certain threshold immediately. And it's like okay, that that makes some sense. So then you're not always paying for like what he did. You're getting paid while you're playing, kind of. Yeah. Because that would be the one thing you'd say about the NFL, right? If you are a fourth rounder and then you become Richard Sherman or whoever, you then get broken off pretty quick in your career, right? Because if, like, your rookie year, it's clear you're kind of good, and then by your second year, you're an all-pro, by the following year you're, of that four-year contract, you're, uh, you're able to negotiate, and usually guys sign extensions after their third year when they're super good, you know, third, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks. It yeah. happened to Derek Carr. It happens to a lot. It happens to every good player. Look, I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And as I, for people to listen to the podcast and you, you made the point earlier, so I won't go back through my whole case, but I, I think the players gripe here is, is a little like this whole thing about guys are sitting at home. It's like, yeah, well they can sign a contract. They're just choosing not to. And teams have gotten smarter because there's a more homogenized way of thinking based on the numbers. That said, the one thing where I do think they, they do have a beef is that, and, and this is partly their own fault because they negotiate the CBA. But baseball had record earnings last year after, I think, record earnings the year before that. This is the fourth year in a row now that the percentage of baseball's revenue that's spent on player salaries has declined. This is the fourth year in a row it's gone down. <laughs> so I don't know how you fix that. Can you Can you make a minimum can you create a minimum percentage of the revenue that must be spent on player salaries? Maybe. Does that solve the problem? I'm not sure. I won't pretend to know enough about the inner workings of the CBA, but I do think they're, they're it's not just the raw numbers. They're going, the percentage was four years ago. You guys spent almost 58% of your money on us. And then it went down to 56. And then now it went a little further down in 56. And now it's 54%. So it's going down. <laughs> so I do, like, that part of it I get. Like, the pot is growing. Why isn't our share growing? In fact, our share is shrinking. It's like, well, we've gotten smart, fellas. That's why we're making more money. But that's not even profits. I'm just talking about the, the gross revenues have gone up. For sure. That, that And that is a legitimate beef, right? If, you're, if you enter into this revenue sharing, like all these teams kind of do, it's like, well— Every year it keeps going up by a strong percentage because the year that A-Rod got his money almost 20 years ago, I heard Passon. Passon, that guy's got some knowledge. Passon's it was great. Like, I sat next it was to like, Passon at the College World Series 11 years ago, and uh, he's been on a rocket ship since, John. Yeah, it was like $3.3 billion or whatever when A-Rod signed it. Now it's like 10 and it's like, well, if you just look at quote unquote, like we always talk about in normal life and most normal people are like, well, $60,000 is the new a hundred thousand. That's how normal people talk. Right. Or hell a hundred thousand dollars. I is think the we new still 60. Throw the, yeah. It, but it's, but it's like still a lot of people, the majority of people in America don't sniff that much money. I think it gets thrown around way too easily that, that there is a, you know, from the player standpoint, it's like, well, we are at 10.3 billion. Cause the one thing you'd say about the NFL and we've joked about this before when you look at contracts from like the early 2000s, not obviously the 90s, but just like 15 years ago, they have dramatically gone up, right? And sa same with the NBA. 
And that's why I think the older players, definitely more in the NBA, are so bitter. It's like, fuck, Scottie Pippen was thinking, 20 years ago, I was making $6 million. Now a guy like me is a, is a, makes 35 without even blinking an eye. Yeah. I was watching uh, the pizza show on Vice Network the other day, Vice Channel. Great show. Uh, and what is the – I don't understand what Vice is. I don't know, but I've watched it a lot for the pizza show um, over, over the last year or so. And, uh, and the guy hosts like a pizzeria in Brooklyn or something, but then he also goes around, he just goes around to a bunch of other pizzerias and eats pizza. Basically my dream show. And, uh, he went to, there's the Silicon Valley company that they have like a bus and the bus has 50 ovens in it and they make the pizza on the way to you. Robots make the pizza and then it goes in the oven in the bus robot-made pizza that goes in the oven, in the bus, cooks on the way to you to cut down delivery and cook times. God. And um, they were going through their business, and uh, they were, they showed they have, like, three core target uh, uh, customers. And one of them, they've got, like, a poster, you know, and they always just remember, like, are we – the guy's name, I think they call him Ling. Like, are we doing – Ling is the single – like the the single guy, then there's like the family, then whatever. They're like, are we doing enough for? Are we doing what Ling would want us to do? Right? That's how they keep they keep when they make decisions. They're like, are we doing what Ling would want? And Ling, they show the poster, and Ling is like, you know, single young professional, and it says salary, and it says one hundred and forty five thousand dollars. I'm just like, what? We're talking about pizza. One of your core customers is just some dude in his mid twenties making one hundred and forty five thousand dollars. Like this is not normal. This, I mean, for the people in the barrier going, really, it's not. But it's not. No, it's not. That's kind of a genius idea, though. When I just hear the the premise of what they're attempting to I do, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna buy the first chance I get. It's called uh, not. It's not Zoom. Maybe it's Zoom, like Z U M. It might be Zoom. Yeah, or something like that. Not Blaze. Is that LeBron? It's not Blaze. No, Blaze no. didn't really take off, did it? I don't know. I what is what's the premise of Blaze Pizza? Uh, kind of Chipotle a pizza, you know. Oh, just okay. it just you know, it's so Kramer's the, Kramer's idea. Yeah, I think the oven is just super hot, so it just you kind of make it, personalize it. I think I, I've never been to one, and it goes through kind of uh, what was the sandwich place, Quiznos, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it goes through Quiznos, sneaky pretty good. Are they still going strong? Uh, I I don't think so. I haven't seen a Quiznos. It feels like in years. Uh, Togo's is kind of imp- no, actually Togo's uses the microwave. Never mind, that's it's not the same. But they go through the oven really fast, and your pizza's ready. You know, kind of like a burrito's made right in front of you. Yeah. I think it's basically just Chipotle of pizza. Hmm. That was the place where somebody pretended that LeBron was going to show up, right? And I remember this from 2018. Pretended he said he was going to be there. Oh, he, he did. That- I thought somebody he just was the faked one that it. tweeted like, "I'll be by Blaze at eight. You know, so everyone in L.A. after he signed was like, I'll see LeBron there. And he never showed. And the line was. I thought the whole thing was like a farce. I didn't think I didn't know it was. I thought he if I remember correctly, I think he dabbled in it. He didn't directly say like 8 p.m. He's like coming to Blaze today in L.A. in the wherever that individual one was. And he had just signed. And that was where L.A. people were like, fraud. Kobe would have showed. It's a bad start. It was it was not a great start. Uh, John, we are not going to see Colin Kaepernick in the AAF. He settled his deal. 
I don't know how much he got. I think it's fair to say that maybe his representation, let's just say the AAF was willing to meet that demand, said that that would ruin your suit. I, I Do don't you think know he got more or less than $20 million about. from the NFL? Well, I think see a lot of people tweeting over under like $50 million. Uh, Yeah, I think it's over. It's got to be over, right? I mean, is there a chance he got like $100 million? Boy, that'd be a lot. $100 million? Yeah. If collusion could be proven, there's no amount of money probably that they wouldn't pay. Well, think about it. If you're a team, if you're Roger, like, hey, listen, get all the 32 guys in a room. Everyone pitches in 32, what's it, times three? You know, it's just like everyone giving me a $3 million check. It's $100 million. You pay him and he goes away. Mark's like, uh, hey, uh. Mark's like, uh, do you take uh, two to ones? Uh, can I can I pay you in installments? He's like, call uh, Brian Sandoval. What's the name of the uh, the Vegas mayor or the? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The governor. Can you of Vegas. Call, what's the uh, what's the old guy's name? Can, oh, Sheldon. Sheldon. Sheldon, Sheldon said he'd uh, front me some cash. <laughs> front. It's like, hey, Sheldon, something came up. But don't you think like they have a fund where when shit like this comes up, it sounds like an astronomical amount of money, right? It's really not that much money to them when you think about it in that right when you just think about think like about the hey, alternative just hell i'm gonna get my little calculator up let's say every team you know gives five million times 32 that you could get to 150 million pretty easy and not even flinch and to that again it sounds 150 million for cap that's crazy because he was never his career was headed the wrong way I would say it was going to be hard for him to probably make $40 million just given like he would have started getting backup money. I agree, but you're right. Your agents put together this packet that has your comp numbers and a projection and what, and Jimmy Garoppolo just got this. But not even like, think about like the, uh, think about like the case Keenum's and the Bradford's and stuff. They were making a lot of cash. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It it could easily be. Yeah. I got maybe uh, you know obviously I I didn't think anybody would have been stupid enough to stand on a mass text that said it probably wasn't a mass text don't sign them nobody sign them and part of it was we watched every snap of his career going back to college I did not think that he was anywhere close to as good as even kind of what the numbers made it seem like his last year with the Niners no. What was clear is I think even if there had not been any off-field, or I guess in his case on-field um, issue, that a lot of teams would have still been hesitant just because if he's not your starting quarterback, um, you you it's it's kind of an inefficient system because you, he's he's just not he 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 can't just play in any offensive system or fundamentally. Actually, the better way to say it is the system most teams play in. That said, somebody would – like, there is not any doubt in my mind that somebody would have signed him had uh, had there not been any other kind of just side concern or issue. But you could also make the counter like, well, did he only want to be a starter? Did he just want to be a backup? Blah, 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 blah. The thing I kept going back to was, look, uh, he wasn't as good as people are making him out to be by the end of his actual playing career. But the counter to that is, but seriously, he shouldn't be on a field somewhere. And I always kind of thought, well, yeah, that's a pretty good trump card. He should be on a field somewhere. I agree. I mean, I don't think it's even arguable that he kind of got colluded against, right? Do you agree there? 
Yeah, I mean, but the thing I kept going back to was like, gosh, I can see how each individual team would go, not for us, based well, on what, football what reasons are, and just based on their owner. But I, I, I not, how can I, I deny that? I'm not that saying anymore. there was like a set mass email to all or a text message no, to all but, 32 but I, guys. I, I can't but it kind of, I mean, yeah, this is. It's pretty clear what happened. Yes, it is. And and it kind of backfired in the league. They got a bunch of negative press because it's clear. Like I, I tweeted something. My my inbox right now of the of Scott Oslers and the Phil Barbers and just he represents something to so many people that in the media that are just such extreme liberals that the irony is Kaepernick kind of despised that and he went out on a limb and said like I don't associate with either party. I think they're all frauds. I'm just doing this for this. Just it has nothing to really do with politics, right? That was one of his takes that's kind of been forgotten. It was just, I'm just standing up for black people. They get fucked in this country. Police brutality. They get treated poorly. It's not a right or a left wing issue because I think they're both, I think they both don't support it. And yet all these media members just, you know, they identity politics here. And Kaepernick kind of got like, I, I, I just think the whole thing is just so hypocritical because remember how ugly it was his last season with just people how he was acting before the kneeling thing really took off and what it's kind of morphed into now. It's just, it's kind of crazy. And part of it is just the power of social media. But, and I I think clearly just took on a life of its own that he clearly didn't know. And then when he got involved in Nike, to me, there are just so many then financial elements to it that I, I struggle taking seriously guy. Like when all the Nike guys, that Nike Kaepernick shirt or jersey that, that like NBA players were wearing, all the Nike guys were tweeting it. Well, they're all financially benefiting from it. So you can say, oh, this, what a great thing to do. Would they be, they're, they're, they're all like basically stockholders in the company. They're making money from it. it. It was just, it's just hard for me to take the whole thing seriously. And it also though, clearly the league, and I think a lot of the media members struggle with this. Like th- this happens in business all the time. People settle when they're not like big business, when they're not necessarily wrong or think they could win the case just to get it to go away. When you have big cash, you just pay things just to go away. And that's, I- I'm not saying that they would have won or lost this case. I don't fucking know. Uh, well, but- I think the case that you would make, John, is that because I tend to agree, um, I, I, at, at least partially with the idea that there, that, that it was going to be hard for the NFL. Here's the thing. Let me rephrase this. The NFL doesn't have to prove no collusion. Colin had to prove collusion. So, I mean, I kind of feel like we're past the point of just make it go away because this has been going on for a while. And the onus was on Kaepernick's representation to prove collusion. So I think the NFL was afraid of something. Now, was that thing collusion? I think there's a good chance it was. But I also don't think people we can say definitively it was because as part of the case, you just start all your stuff starts get te- all these text, messages, all kinds of other shit starts coming up. Other stuff gets put. Po- there's the potential that there are other things, right, that the NFL settled because the uh, there would have been other revelations once text messages start getting posted. That would have been a problem for them. So I I don't think we can definitively say this proves collusion and this is them admitting it because it might be as simple as there are some one owner texted a dick pic to another owner and we got to pay a hundred million for that not to get out because that's going to get found in this investigation. 100%. But look, if I had to bet, I'm going to bet that there's enough out there 
I mean, you start thinking about what super rich people who think they're untouchable just say to each other. I would guess there's enough out there for this to not look good for them. Was there enough out there for the NFL to be found guilty or whatever, liable or whoever, whatever the legal phrasing would have been in this case? I, I don't know. I'm going to guess that there was enough out there for us to reasonably believe that there was some level of whatever we could define as collusion. But I, I'm saying this because this is usually the way it goes. I don't think we could definitively say this is proof that they're admitting guilt. Uh, but I also don't. I mean, I'm, I'm I, like to me, it's, it goes beyond just paying him to make it go away. Because if you're going to do that, you would have paid him a while ago. To- totally agree. I, I just think with the way society is now on the social media, these things take on a life of its own. And you and I have talked about how older people that run these enormous businesses kind of get, you know, caught up into it. And you, you say what you want. Like the NFL kind of has too, right? They have reacted positively and negatively to things that take on a life of their own on social media. They just want this to go away. They just want the conversation to stop right or wrong. I, I don't know. I, again, I think they were, I think they all wanted them out of the league, the actual legality behind it. I, I'm not smart enough to even begin to know. I think he got screwed, but I also think that he was his career trajectory and path and what was going on was headed the wrong way. And it, he's the only player in NFL history that continues to get better without playing like the legend of his game, you know, that's talked about by people on social media. Uh, For those of us that lived it on a daily basis, like I didn't forget, you know, you and I don't forget Tony Jefferson and honey badger making fun of him openly saying how just what a one read terrible quarterback he was like that happened. Remember? Yeah. No, I mean, that's, there are a lot of people out there that probably are new to us, maybe via the podcast that don't even. I bet there's people listening, John, that don't even know we did a radio show, terrestrial. Um, they probably don't. And it was know? a lot of it was going on at this time, and and it's now it's like anything you say about this topic gets viewed as gets interpreted by whoever wants to interpret it as you must be on one side or the other. But anyone that used to listen to the radio show knows that we talked about him matter-of-factly a lot. And uh, that's why I feel comfortable saying, I don't think he was that good by the time he couldn't get a job. But he was definitely good enough to get a job. You see, and, that, and that's a conversation that no one has anymore because everyone that just talks about him positively acts like he was a top-10 quarterback or something. And it's just, that just was not the case. But is was he an NFL player? One million percent. Yeah, he and should have been on an NFL field. And that's, yeah, that's, that, the, that, that's the other thing that gets lost in this whole thing, John, is like the Colin Kaepernick football phenomenon was amazing. It was not Jeremy it, Lin a, level, but it was longer, and it was awesome. But it was better than Jeremy Lin because it happened in major games. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, it was like to me, Jeremy Lin might be my favorite sports story of all time. Linsanity? Yeah, Linsanity is uh, – it, it truly was just one what? of – because he just kept like, no, nah, I can't do it again. Like, but you could but you could argue that's one of the more like short-lived – Yes. But that's you know, it's, basically like, it's like a one-hit wonder, but really he's had a pretty good NBA career, so it really wasn't. But his like highest moment happened in a short period of well, time. Yeah, but th- th- that – yeah, those few weeks though, when you didn't – part of it was we didn't even know he was actually an NBA player, right? We thought he – like, it turns out he's a serviceable, like, he can be on NBA teams. We didn't know that at the time. Like, he was a guy about to get cut. And then he just kept hitting game winners. 
Uh, and it was I, because I, I, it was he, short. He, it was easy just to consume it. It was it wasn't as short as a game is, but it was still a pretty short, amazing story. But well, right, it was like Colin it was like one weeks, shit. Right? Like Colin won stuff. Yeah, but part of Linsanity's also was Mello got hurt, right? Like, yeah, it, 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 and, and, and uh, D'Antonio didn't want to play him, but he had no. You know, it was just like a, it was about to cut him. I get. I guess that Kaepernick's a little like that too. That's part of like his legend. Like he was not the starter. He came in for an injured guy and then never relinquished it. That, that's the one thing that sucks about all this. The way it's all played out. I hadn't even thought about that angle, guys. It, it really does take away for just truly how special his year and a half of the of the Super Bowl year, and then the next year when they made the AFC Championship after a weird year. Remember, like Alden. That's the year that he fucking wrapped his car around a telephone pole or a tree. And we went to the game. I think that they played the Colts and they lost. And then I think they played. I remember going to a Panther game. I think they lost that. They, they had some weird losses that year. They did not win the division. They had to go on the road twice to in the playoffs. Uh, people forget, like, obviously they beat Aaron Rodgers that first game in Lambeau. Then the next week they, they played a 12-4 and four Panther team that was really, really good and had beat them previously in the year, and they kind of kicked their ass. Yeah. I mean, that's – you don't see that – how many – when does it happen, guy, that a, a team in the playoffs wins two road playoff games to get to the championship game as a wild card? Think how hard that is. Think about the think about the Chargers this year. It was like, God, the Chargers are fucking good. They win one they win one game against Lamar Jackson, who threw under fifty percent that game, and then they play the second game on the road and just get housed. Like it is, it's an incredible accomplishment to win two playoff games on the road in one playoffs even if you don't make the Super Bowl. Like, that's... And then the way they went toe-to-toe with that Seattle team. But no no one talks... It's all about this now and the settlement. And, you know, my my quick take is just that I'd have taken the money, too, and I tweeted this out, but I, I love money, and I don't... Social justice, I think it's all fluff on Twitter and a bunch of BS that he... Him taking this does, to me, diminish the overall message in my opinion um you know it, it it doesn't for me uh you're right a lot of stuff a lot of stuff is fluff a lot of stuff people know people know what it, what's easy to say and how to get attention um and what gets lost in that is the people that are being real uh it's funny i don't know what made me think of this but i was thinking today about um there's somebody out there right now who's banging the drum on something and we're all ignoring them about what I don't know. And I'm not talking about like, you know, a, a big public issue. I mean, something that's smaller that we don't, no one's paying attention, attention to this person. And in 50 years, we're going to look back and be like, there's just going to be some human being who was saying something and something, some paper they wrote, some research project in 50 years. We're gonna, God, how come no one read this at the time? But part of it is there's just so much stuff. There's so much noise. It's hard to separate the real from the fake. But what 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 you can't deny, what can't change is what he did could not have been easy to do. I mean, he did something that's largely been unthinkable in our nation's history. A few people have done some version of it, and it's made their life harder. So, uh, like that was real, and we. There were a lot of things that he did, you know, when he wore the police socks with the pigs. My thing, and I was at the time, I was like, "Look, dude, do your thing, Colin." But that happened. I thought, you know, you're that's you're not that's not going to help 
this situation. What about the Castro t-shirt? Yeah, and that's another example. Um, but I, I remember the, the pig sock specifically going like, if the point here is to change something, one thing, in ch- and this is where, you know, like initially Nate Boyer came in and, and that seemed to help things for the t- for a time. Um, but if the point is to change something, you, you need people who don't agree with you to hear your side. And there are certain things that you that you can do that are just going to make that a losing proposition. And that was one of those things. So that said, he believed in something. Sometimes he didn't – there were some parts of it that I didn't agree with, like the pig socks. But he believed in something. I do think that was authentic. And um, his actions cost him. Like Now, maybe in the end he'll make more money because of it. I don't know. But his actions did cost him something. And we could debate okay, how well, much but, but he if, wanted to if, play football and all that. If we, if we, though, let's subtract the settlement because that is ultimately a product of what he just stood for. So I'm not going to say that he even had the end goal of getting this huge settlement when it started because I think it's fair to say he did not. But like a couple a, a year ago or whenever Nike signed him, like he, it's not like when, when you said that a lot of people in American history have taken these stands and it's, I mean, hell, Martin Luther King cost him his life. You know, it's, it, there is no disputing that. But you're also talking, he took a stand when he was already a multimillionaire. And he also then took a stand where the sponsors, and he was still able to, like, he was taking fucking pictures on private jets. Like, he was living, and this is ultimately a problem I have, like, with the NBA superstars. These are first world, what he's fighting for is a is a human societal problem. No one disputes that. But also the way he was living, it's not like, he was fucking beating the bushes. And I, I don't give credit. Like, rich people give money. I, I've never met a rich person worth their salt that doesn't donate money. So I don't give you extra credit for like, oh, he gave a million dollars back, which is a good thing. You get credit, but everyone does that. And a lot of people don't put their fucking name on it. So, like, that he gave up a lot. He gave up something. And I, I don't know if he knew that when he did it. Now, it ultimately led to it, and he stuck to his guns, and it cost him. But I also think it's not like he could never earn money. He was he was being paid seven figures from Nike. He's flying around in private. The guy lives unlike everyone else in society lives, and he was already super rich. I know, so but I, I think I think to me when you give up something, guy, like if you took a stand right now for play by play people or something, I you know it would be impossible to do the equivalent. Something with Jewish people or something, I you know, and it cost you the ability to ever become a play by play guy moving forward. Like you hadn't really earned that much or okay, ever got to do that it, many big yeah, things. I, I agree, but why does it matter like what it really would have cost him if he'd been poor? You know what I mean? Like we're always trying to figure out like ways to reduce somebody's somebody's thing. And it's just like, well, okay, he's in the pig socks. We could, right there, you could, a lot of people did like I'm ne- nothing he ever says I will ever hear because of that a lot of people did that i like i get like that's why i would say don't do that colin because you're gonna you, you are just gonna shut the door on a lot of people but he is responsible those people didn't want to listen to me anyway okay fine whatever we could debate this all day long the point is uh that just because you know yeah look if he never accepted any endorsement money um maybe there would be then a, a segment of people that would go okay he, he really is not making any money off of this and that means a lot to me but I don't think it matters. Like, I don't – I'm not going to disqualify somebody from having a point if they fl- fly in a private jet. I think one thing we do far more, like 
people that fly in private jets get the platforms. It's the people that don't fly in the private jets. Like, you could make the case, guy, what are you going to stand for? No one's going to notice, right? I mean, Colin, if Colin was the third-string quarterback, would anybody have noticed? If he was the guy making no money, would anybody have noticed? I don't – you know what I'm saying? That's that's a fair point. And he was also – he had a unique platform because even before that anything happened, right, with the kneeling, he was easily the – you know, if not the most top two or three most polarizing players in the league. Like just – you just said his name. Everyone had a visceral opinion. I don't know if visceral – just an opinion. Yeah, it's correct. Whether correct visceral usage. or uh, on the internet, wherever. You just – People had thoughts, positive or negative. He, he probably at the time he was the most polarizing player in the NFL, right? Before he kneeled or knelt, more than at the time, more than Brady, more than every guy in the league, Peyton Manning, like just his name, kind of. It's a it's different, but like you say, LeBron, like you just you go to Union Street right now and you just run into a dude and you just go, LeBron James thoughts. The guy would immediately have a thought positive or negative like it, that is probably unarguable right if you just ran into a 30 year old guy and said lebron james thoughts the guy's gonna have some opinion i think kaepernick like tom brady's like that now and he's been that way for a while but kaepernick tom's not gonna there was a lot of negative on kaepernick and i, I still think there is this notion that everyone is just all these pro kaepernick people a lot of people think he's kind of a clown and you can think he's a clown without being a racist or think that like what he's standing up for, he should be standing up for. Like I I've always thought he was kind of a hypocrite and didn't quite know what he was doing when it first happened. Now I do think now he's got a better idea. He's more immersed in it and it's kind of become his life. But I, I always thought, cause again, I, what I won't forget and you, you won't forget cause we lived it the way the local media now that is all kind of caping for him in this area destroyed him and the, the the anger that used to come back and forth between the two and how he how he carried himself and clearly someone with the NFL had to tell him to kind of like you can't act like that anymore go but watch that press conference with the Raiders it was ugly and then he so many people in the media are using him because they think he stands for this liberal view even though he's claimed that he's not he's just he's just nothing he, and I, and I that's where I do agree with him I think everyone's a fraud you know, when it comes to politics. So I, I well, I, but see, this I, is what that, I would say is I think everybody, I, I think everybody's imperfect and, you know, has been the case with a long, for a long time with politicians. You have to, you almost have to like give off this air of perfection. The second we find the imperfection, we act like it invalidates everything you've said or done. And if we're going to have that standard, then, then yeah, then everyone will just, will be able to disqualify everybody. So that's that's kind of the that's that's my issue with it, is if we're looking for a way to disqualify everybody, we'll find it. I but but I'm saying that he has has actively said like this is not, he's not like taking some political side here either way, and that's what it's become on social. No, media. I understand, but what I'm saying is there there are political sides, there are Venn diagrams in all these issues where like things cross over, where two different people's agenda can be shared, and. Uh, he, yeah, again, in, my, my issue is not as much even with him. It's more with all the people using him for what they believe in. And it just – in the media, it just becomes a little just jaded. It just – I I just uncomfortable with it all. I have been the whole time, you know. I, I'm much less uncomfortable. Like I, I, I've understood what he's done from the beginning. 
Like I, I've always thought it was a little bit about the money. It was clearly about things that he thought were wrong in society. It meant a lot to his girlfriend. It now it clearly means a lot to him. But there was a huge money element to it, uh, which I don't blame. I'm, I'm pro money. But there's also then there's a separate element with the media that are just that we know the way they all think. It's just this huge group think that then use him and it just becomes, you know, very, very 2019, which and now and again, back to the ultimate point of this payout. So many people in the media, this proves collusion, as as we just talked about, like I, I I've never ran a big business, but I've read enough stories where it feels like people get paid out a lot in situations where it's not. But does the NFL settle? I mean, I feel like... I mean, I think they do, guy. They fucking paid a lot of money for a lot of things. I mean, they took Tom the court. And, like, it took yeah, it all I, the I, way. I, I, to me, that they, they fight a lot, but that doesn't mean they also just don't want things to go away. They well, are... Yeah, but what I go back to is if they, were, if they were in the business of just paying Colin to make it go away, to me, somewhere along the way, this became, we might lose this case. Otherwise, yeah, they would have paid I, but I think, I think we've agreed ago. it's kind of a combination of it yeah, all. Yeah, no, we do. We do agree. We do. I, I definitely think there's the... Ch- I, don't, I don't think we can know. So I agree with you that like people saying that it's definitively won is, inc- is disingenuous. That's not reporting. Um, but I think that... I also don't... I'm inclined to believe that the NFL was afraid that they were going to lose this. I'm just saying I, I, I'm inclined to believe this goes beyond just as simple as I don't disagree. Let's, there. Pay, let's, I think let's pay this it, to go to, away. To me, I w- I'll say this as someone that just said settling does not equal guilt. Anytime you settle and money is zero issue, you are somewhat settling with the the potential result being against you. You know, that that's because otherwise, if you are, I think we see this all the time. Like if I accuse guy of just the most egregious, right. I don't have the money been. to defend myself because you're withholding ease payments. And that's that. Yeah. But I, I'm even saying like, you know, when people come out and say this guy did this to me or whatever, if you are innocent, I've always said like, fuck, my first reaction would be what I did not do this. Right. And legal people always say you can't really, you know, it's not the way it works. Right. That's where I, I get so confused. I don't know enough about legalities, but it's not really arguable that just because you pay out doesn't mean you're guilty. But also when you do pay out, you are kind of acknowledging that if you didn't pay out, that it could get uglier for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think when you do take the payout, it's also fair to say that if, quote unquote, everyone has a price, back to what you said, like that's one of the great things about the people that truly, to me, like had a major – the MLKs, like it, it was never about the cash. And that's – there's an element here where it's about the cash that can't parallel some of these other situations in American history. Is that is that a fair statement? Uh. Like when I see him compare, well, I mean, are we comparing you know, his, his, with, his case with Rosa against the Parks NFL? and MLK and just things yeah, like but that? Are I we can't. comparing his case against the NFL to MLK and Rosa Parks? Well, that this is where I get back to, guy. No, I'm not. But fucking people, powerful people in the media, consistently do it. Yeah. Well, there's a different. His case against the NFL is separate to me from him kneeling on a on a football field, like it's America's greatest spectacle and he knelt on a he did what seemingly has been unthinkable in american sports but here but here's the so difference i'm not into guy, like comparing like, it but i don't think I, him taking a lot of money people, from like, the nfl can, can, i don't think him taking money from the nfl invalidates the fact that he did kneel during a national anthem but so do a lot of other people right now in the nfl and they still play 
not a lot of people, but there are people in the NFL that still kneel. I, Kenny Stills comes to my mind. He's a starting wide receiver in the NFL and paid like eight, nine million dollars. Okay. Eric Reed knelt last year, did he? I don't know if he did. I think he did. But th there are now again, he was kind of getting included against two. I'm not disputing that. But there are guys that still do it and don't have you know and are employed. <laughs> That's just a fact. Right, but what I don't. What does that prove? Well, it's not because to me, part of it would be like. If you knelt, they just got rid of everyone. That's not the case. Part of it, there was an element, and this is where we started talking about it, was if he was super good or like the way the media that loves him talks about him, I think he would have been in the NFL. Like one thing that he had going against him, and again, I'm not saying he didn't get screwed, but it, he wasn't good enough to not get screwed. Like Kareem Hunt yeah, but, is so right. good. He oh, I agree. I'm just saying like, but that – but. Him accepting payment as part of this settlement, to me, my ultimate point is, doesn't change what he did. And whatever you think about it, you can think about it. But it doesn't change the fact that that was a a pretty ballsy thing to do. And I, I'm confident in saying that because I saw what, ha what happened to him. A and B, just nobody, anyone that's thought to do it hasn't really done it. And anyone that's thought to do it has been like, oh, I'm good. So, like that, you know, we can. Now, if your point is like, well, but ultimately he's still. If there, if 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 I know there was a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar offer out there for him to come play quarterback, and he just said no, I, I think that's probably part of your point. You didn't say that, but I'm guessing that's part of the background here, right? It's like, well, did he? Could he have played for a million bucks and chose not to? I I don't know. Um, and it, and is but but anyway, ultimately what I'm saying is like okay, so he took the money, fine, but that doesn't change what he what he did and the reasons he he thought he should do it. Still, those things still just stand on their own. I think. See, to me, the money invalidates not his what he was fighting for, but just this notion that it was all 100 percent not about the money. Because and, and about collusion and about standing up for this bigger picture. Because if it was, I don't I don't know if you quite settle. But did he say like he's suing the NFL to to well, expose it, them to the world? It, it, in defense of Colin Kaepernick, I don't think he said a goddamn thing. So it's like <laughs> right? I, I mean I don't yeah it's like he didn't say like I'm fighting them to the end and then three weeks later take their money. He never said any of that, did he? Unless I missed it. No, I, I, I that, that's one of the things. We were just arguing. Collins probably sitting here uh, like, guys, I'm just trying to get back in the league or, or sue them for screwing me. I just, I think they well, should pay. I just want to punish guy, them. Maybe is, and totally guy, this, this is where I get back to what I said about the politics. Because yeah, I fair. vividly remember with them sitting in front of Kaepernick and they're like, and all these reporters, once they realize it was a political thing, like, Colin, how big of a scumbag is Donald? And his response was, yeah, I think he's a clown. But I also think she's a clown. And everyone was like, uh... Yeah, I, I that that that's where I keep getting back to, where people thought like he was taking this specific like political deal, and really the the last time that I vividly kind of remember him really talking was when he was the quarterback for the Niners. His takes were not quite what you thought they would be. Beside the, I'm kneeling for this, and that I think that's that's the which one. Do, thing. Which by the way, I do respect that a lot. I, but I agree. But that's no one argues what he's his he stated that specifically. But like. The bigger picture stuff, like, is he doing this for the money? Is he, you know, would he have come back? Has he been offered? It, he doesn't talk, so no one ever knows. Yeah. But I think a lot of these people in the media that are either tied in with this camp have these kind of proclamations. So we, 
and you and I are kind of doing it right now. We believe we know what he's thinking, but I, fuck, I just <laughs> to him, I got no in defense of Colin Kaepernick. I got no goddamn clue what he was doing. Maybe he might tell he'd go, John. And I'm, I, you know, what's crazy is I, I vividly remember being at a Fresno State pro day in 2010, and Anthony Harding, his high school teammate, one of his best friends, he came to watch, and he was kicking Fresno's ass at the time. And it was like Coach Hill like brought him under the ropes and he was hanging out and everyone loved him. He was like a, a rival at the time, but everyone just like, God, this guy's great. He wanted to come to Fresno State. He's a Valley guy. And now he's become this kind of like polarizing. I mean, again, it's I think there's a ton. I, I know Twitter will be all positive, but most people, I, I'd say it's probably split. It's because it's, it's a political issue, even though to him it's not. And that's that's ultimately my point with all this. It's it's something else to everyone when it's not necessarily that to him, I think. But I don't quite know because I don't know what he thinks. I think that part we can agree on, yeah. It's, 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 uh, it's been a – would you have ever thought that the year when they cut him or whatever, that this story, the legs and the power – I mean, th- th- that, that was like 15 or 16. I mean, we're three years later. We're not that far away from – I mean, we're eight months away, or what? It's February, so that would be twelve months a year. We would be ten months away from 2020. Yeah, I don't. Know. And he's and still being talked about heavily. I mean, it's probably going to be the number one topic today, right, on social media and shows and podcasts. I mean, it's it's a crazy story. What um, do you think? It'll still be a story when Anthony Davis is a Laker in 12 years. <laughs> how how do you leave during a game? Like that, when you when, when it'd be one thing if if you told me Anthony Davis broke his leg, or even something like has to go get checked for an ACL, Anthony Davis leaves during the game, and probably is going to play in the All Star game with a shoulder sprain, and then the GM gets fired. It, to, to me, to me, it's not just leaving the game; it's walking out step for step with Rich Paul. That visual is something that just even in the NBA, which is the craziest league when it comes to this shit, that was I saw someone I, I can't remember who it was, but like a veteran NBA player was like, God, I've never seen this before. Like that's fucking wild. You know? Like you leave the game. It's one thing to go back to the locker room and not come out. That happens a lot. But be seen on camera on the, the lone there was one game going on at night. It was the TNT because the All-Star break started basically on Wednesday. So a couple teams played last night. It was the TNT last game before the All-Star break. Pretty decent matchup. The OKC ended up winning. And then the head coach who say what you want. I, I don't know if he's a great head coach, but he's a high level guy called the whole thing a dumpster fire. And to me, it was directly at. I can't believe I'm answering questions about this guy leaving in the middle of a game with clearly a fake injury. And even that we're in this weird spot because they kind of got fucked guy that they couldn't trade him. This guy's demanding a trade. They wanted to not play him. They're like, well, he doesn't want to be here. We're not going to trade him yet. We're just going to bench him. And he was kind I, he wasn't okay with it. And then the league, I think sent a memo to the Pelicans or maybe called him. I think Winhorse said, that they are not allowed to do that with the tanking rules. Now they could get by, like you could, you know, play them a minute and then yank them. But again, it just, then you're just in a slippery slope of just making a whole mockery of the deal. And that's kind of now what it's becoming because doesn't it feel like last night Clutch kind of took back control of it? Like, okay, you're going to play me 20 minutes, not in the fourth quarter. We'll just fucking fake an injury and leave during the game. Like that's, 
Here's my that's question. A whole, that's a whole nother step that I, I didn't know was, I guess I didn't know anything's possible with these guys. Uh, and I saw Charles Brock. I don't know if you saw Charles's video saying like, dude, you work so hard. Like everyone thinks you're a great guy. Like don't throw it all away. Um, and I don't know. I mean, if it really matters to the players, but it felt like it mattered to him. Kind of like Kevin Garnett, right? He just like, not necessarily Kevin was probably a little more loyal, but this guy did value just being a high level guy, never really causing that much controversy. And now he's, I guess maybe once you cross the threshold, there's no going back. I guess. I mean, like Charles's point was like, dude, you're the one. This is your career. You're the one in control. You can do whatever you want. If this is what you want to do, fine. But like, don't let your agent drive the bus on this. But what I was going to say, John, is what's worse? Anthony Davis leaving the arena last night with Rich Paul, Thursday night, with Rich Paul, with an injury that is not even severe enough for him to miss an all-star game. Or Pablo Sandoval liking an Instagram post during a game from the shitter. Which is a a larger violation of uh, expectations of uh, to me to me the to me the baseball one is so it's not that crazy at all because guys notoriously go to the bathroom during games sure. and just forever it was just they had a newspaper and how many of them if you're getting the day off right and you're which Pablo he, he wasn't playing that he was day, terrible at the time <laughs> but he was bad that that did not help but just go to the bathroom now and take their phone and now they consciously think like I can't like anything but are just you just grab your phone through your locker back to the to the stalls right that that has to happen all the time like that's pretty normal protocol i i would think now maybe most guys don't even walk they just grab a magazine or something but i i don't think i bet 99% of them grab their phone of the people that grab something. Although it does feel like a little bit of like some, should you be grabbing your phone during a game? You know, but guy, it is weird but about it. You know, better than most like baseball is just still different. No, it is. It is. But that's part of what's different about it is like, you Pablo grab your phone during a game. The yes. <laughs> like, can you, um, oh, they, I, wouldn't you say though, it's probably happened before, but no one noticed just because, they were looking at everything the guy did. Yeah, probably. But I also think even I think players, even in the smallest markets, the most irrelevant players, would probably know in the minor leagues, I can't be caught liking a post. Now maybe I won't get caught, but I can't even risk anybody noticing. Right? There's probably guys in single A that like I can't get this I can't like a post during a game. Like that's just I can't allow that to happen. Yeah. Most guys should have that common sense, but I don't think they necessarily do, you know, or now they do because it happens. Sometimes it takes someone to screw up to kind of let you know, like, I gotta be careful now. Maybe you're right. Maybe they just, maybe it's something the teams talked about, but, but you're right. This, like Dell to me, me, Pablo didn't leave. He just went to, he had to take a shit. We all do. This guy left during the game. Dell Dems got fired after the game. Kind of a weird time. God, Tiger just missed another putt. Very Steinbrenner. Very Steinbrenner firing. One thing, are you a little confused? Are they firing him? What are they firing him for? I like. My first thought was, did the owner tell him, I don't j- just just trade him. I don't want to see him anymore. Uh, I don't. Was there like a specific, he better not get hurt on your watch, Dell. <laughs> What's Dell going to say to that? Like, he won't. I, you know what I mean? Like, was there something like, you know, we just... We just got fucked on the Demarcus thing. Uh, that turned out to be a disaster for to us. To me, to me, that one really hurts. 
because that they're desperate for shooting around Anthony Davis. And Buddy's not just like a good like he's I don't know if he's not a star, but he's a really good player. I, I if I had to guess right now, Buddy Heald's averaging twenty points. So that one, and then Demarcus get to me. Okay, he gets hurt, but he then let like he's not even on the team anymore. Buddy Heald right now, the guy is averaging twenty points this season. Like he's having, he's averaging twenty points and five, and five rebounds, easily having the best season of his career. So if Buddy would have taken that step with Anthony Davis, maybe they would have been in a position to just be a lot better team, right? And this guy might still have a job, and they maybe Anthony Davis if they're yeah, in like maybe he'd stay. Five, now, I, maybe not. Do you think one hundred percent he wouldn't have demanded a trade even if they were the sixth seed? It'd be no. a little more div, but it'd be a little more difficult, right? If you're demanding a trade and your team's yeah, force. and you would just feel better about like, hey, I know you're a great player. Yeah, because it's but just you're just happier when you win. We got an okay team. We'll be able to figure that. We'll trade you. We'll still be a six seed, and you know maybe we'll be a five seed. Maybe our team will be better. I don't know. Yeah, the, the to me the buddy thing. I saw Winhorse say this yet, or maybe today, or Woj said it when he he called in a sports center right when the firing happened. He's like the one big issue for that is it's, it's a big time net negative. Because they ended up losing DeMarcus, they lost a top 10 pick, and they lost a really good young shooter. So it was like the whole thing, that in itself, in a vacuum, is a bigger deal. Like, guys ask for trades. It's not the first and won't be the last, right? But, like, one of the biggest moves he's made in the last two or three years was a disaster. And then Boogie goes to Warriors, and he actually doesn't look terrible. Just the whole thing is just... Do you know he's had the job since 2010? Doesn't feel that like he's had the job since Chris Paul. That's what's pretty nuts. Wow. They did just they they won a playoff series last year. You know they went to the second round. It's not like they'd never make the playoff. They won a playoff series. They sw- remember they swept the Trailblazers, beat the shit out of them. They crushed them. I can't. Did they win a Warriors game? I don't know if they did. No, I don't think they did. You think the Warriors swept them? I think so. Do you know who the Warriors played in the first round? Because off the top of my head, I can't even remember. Uh, last year. Last year, yeah. No. Let me. Think. I, I got. I, I mean, you, you could say Middlecoff. Here's five thousand dollars. Who the Warriors <laughs> played in the first round? Not I, the Kings. The Nuggets. The. Uh, no, the Nuggets didn't make the playoffs. Who else feels Houston, like? Houston. Houston was the first seed, and they played the Timberwolves. Memphis. Was it Utah? Could have been. Yes. No. It was, no? no, because Utah beat. OKC. I, I guy, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, I truly don't know. Chris, did the Clippers make the playoffs? No. Sonics. Sonics don't exist. The Magic, wrong conference. Not the Clips. Not the Suns. The Grizzlies didn't make the playoffs. Oh, was it Minnesota? No, because Minnesota played Houston. Oh. Because they were the eight seed. Because it was oh, the last game of the season. Yeah. They played Utah. I don't know. That's it's really one of the world's greatest mysteries. <laughs> Neither you're not going to look it up. I, I'm gonna. I can. I think if I go to like the standings, I might be able to see the team. But it yeah. just shows you. Do that. Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's kind of crazy that I can't remember. It shows you how irrelevant it. I mean, it's not like it really mattered, but. Um. So these things we've talked about stuff here that that have been great great on the internet. 
Nothing to me has been better on the internet, whether it's whether the moment Bryce signs, whatever the column discussion is, the Anthony Davis reaction. My favorite thing on the internet this week, John, played the Spurs with no Kawhi. Remember, Kawhi didn't travel. That was a big story. Oh, that's right. That's like right. Kawhi didn't even show up. That's right. Yep. And then they they were down three zero, and then they won a game, and they won in five. That's right. Because it was it was Manu's like farewell game. But he did remember he had one kind of sweet game, I think. During the regular but I, just, I just remember Kawhi didn't show up, and people are like, yeah, he's not even coming. It was kind of weird. Um, here's my favorite thing that's happened on the internet, John, was finding out that somebody set up a GoFundMe page for, for, for Matt Kuchar's jilted caddy with the goal of raising $50,000 for him. And uh, as of late Thursday, it was up to $2,200. Uh did you put any? D- yeah. no. no. This is the last GoFundMe page I would put any money in. What uh, if you found out he had cancer and his kid was sick? Okay, now we're yeah, now we've got a different situation here. Then would Kucher owe him like a hundred grand? Uh I guess there was I'm reading the article in the New York Times. One man yelled at him, I pay my caddy more. <laughs> Said Kucher was his favorite player. How do you tip a caddy a thousand bucks when you make one point three? To me, that's called discrimination. Uh, yeah, this has not been a good week for, for Cooch. Not been a good week for Cooch. Pay the guy 5000 on 1.3. Although, I'll tell you this, John. What do you think about the caddy having uh, the, 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 the standards, the moral code to say no when they offered him another $15,000? He wanted fifty. Well, if you knew you were going to come out with this blast of him, you wouldn't quite get the credit if they went, well, we've already paid them 20 grand because 20 grand cash is a lot of money. Yeah. So now I think people would still clap back at Kucher, but it would be like, you know, he gave him $20,000. When you just say the number $5,000, you could argue if Kucher had made $100,000, he should just tip this guy $5,000. This guy's a local caddy. Right. He doesn't make any money. And I, I'm not, where do you stand on wage shaming? On tip shaming? Wage. What's the difference? Because, like, this is the guy's wage. To me, tip is a separate deal. Yeah. I, I look at this like a tip because there wasn't a contract. So it's, like, kind of no, they, they had No, they had agreed on a contract, basically. Yeah, they I had think. agreed that if he was top 10, he'd get $4,000. And then the caddy said, if you win, can I get a percentage? And Matt said, sure, and smiled. That's the contract. That's what he said. Yes, but they'd agreed top 10 was $4,000. Uh, so I'm not a big fan of the tip shaming. I saw this thread. Somebody tweeted out earlier Friday, totally unrelated to this. I thought about getting in the thread and the replies and starting stirring some shit up. Somebody tweeted out a photo of a receipt that said, suggested, you know, it told you how much it was for 18%, how much it was for 20 and how much it was for 25 And someone's like, what, 15, 15% is not cool anymore? And there are all these replies. One of them was like, 20% is low these days. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. hold on a minute. Like, 20% is not low. But I also don't think, you know, I, I, I wouldn't feel good about a 15% tip. But you can't, like, demand. You can't act like 15% is just inappropriate either. Because part of the whole premise here is I don't know what the service provided was. I don't know if this guy just dragged Matt Kuchar's well, see, bag uh, around the courts or if he actually helped him win the event. Either way, that's, five thousand. That's a low, huge element of it. But like, that's what if he was terrible. 
5,000 is low either way. I get it. But I think I do kind of – everybody is killing Kuchar here. And, it I, again, there's validity to a large part of it. But what if his point is like, th- this guy doesn't didn't help me with one putt? What if the guy didn't help him with – I don't know that. I, I, the one element – to me, it would be hard in the sport of golf to win a tournament with a guy on your bag that was negatively impacting you or not impacting you at all. Like you would think the local caddy would add something. So if he just gave him – and the difference in golf guy, two shots is, the, is no, it no. 1.3 yeah, million and like, 200,000 dollars. If he helped him with one putt, that's worth it. That, that's an argument I heard. If he helped him with one putt, not giving the guy like 50 grand when Matt Kuchar isn't just worth like 10 million. He's I, I would If you looked up his career earnings just from golf, I, I bet it's easily over 50. But isn't and there just, a difference, John, between what the right thing to do is and what you should have – what you owed somebody? To me, that that is the whole point of this whole thing. There is, I, guy and I can have an agreement over. Ease gave Middlecoff, you know, a hundred dollars. Ten and vapes, say, and they only sent Middle Haberman one. Yeah, and, and it's one thing like if you and I do the show, and it then quadruples, and they're like, we're giving you a bonus. We're gonna give you twenty vapes. I might need to send you at least the equivalent of what I was already going to send you. And again, when you are, and th- this isn't even, this is a stupid argument because you we're saying I'm your replacement caddy. No, see that that's where the, the, the fucking analogy doesn't work in this analogy. When you have, when you're a business owner, when you're the employer and you're not like a mom and pop shop, you're the rich, powerful one. You have all the power in a relationship. So there is just a right and wrong thing to do. Did he have to give him what he would have given his normal caddy that's been on his bag for 20 years or whatever? No. But I just typed in to my iPhone calculator. 1.3 million was his earnings. Just 7.5%. And I just, clearly it's going to be a lot. It's $97,000. And I think we would both agree, like, he doesn't have to give him that, but he easily could. And I think he'd get a lot of credit for it. Because one thing that when you seek, say Matt Kuchar out loud, I think a lot of people, if you follow sports and you know you follow golf, if I like say Alex Smith, you just be like that guy's a great guy, you know Matt Kuchar, oh, that guy's a great guy, you know uh, Sean Livingston, like that's I fucking wish Sean Livingston was my neighbor, you know I'd just like to say hi to him every day. I think Matt Kuchar now it's like God, you're you could have done the right thing, and what what's the thing you learn? Like from your parents, it's not like everyone acts well when someone's watching you or, you know, you're getting paid for something or, you know, the camera's on you or the teacher's looking at you. How do you act when no one's looking? Do you still act the same? Do you still treat people well when no one's paying attention? Like this is a sneaky, like this is kind of a sneaky asshole move. Well, and you know, also. Uh, a guy that was viewed as not an asshole. Like if Tiger had done this, people would be like, Tiger's just been cheap, man. We knew that. He didn't pay for the burgers. Remember with the Navy SEALs? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Made them pay for their milkshake. Um. Like, to me, Tiger could get away with this because the, everyone views him as cheap. The other thing that's hurt Matt is that, you know, he's been asked about it. And and he's basically been like, well, we agreed to 4000 and then I won. And I gave him a, fi- a $1,000 tip on top of that. I I don't uh, – seems like a pretty good tip to me when you make 200 a day or something. It's like that you just – that logic is not going to sit well with people. I, I Now, I also don't – Thing. When I say when I say the the number ninety seven point five thousand dollars, does that just feel way too much? Or yeah, yeah, I'll tell you this. I think acting like that's what he should have done 
to me is, I know no one else is saying this right now, unfair to Matt Kuchar that he just owed the guy $97,000 because – but I just pulled an arbitrary. I just pulled seven and a half. Yeah, because you're just like, well, seven and a half. That's less than a normal percentage. So and you won. And right, but again, like, what if the guy did nothing? He yeah, just what if gets Matt, Matt, what if Matt didn't bucks? like him? Yeah, what if Matt didn't like him? And by Saturday, because he I know this, like, there's a it. difference when you go into a store where um, part of that store is like the people there help you. Like their advice is whatever. I don't know. You're buying a suit and you need somebody to help you pick out a suit and somebody helps you. Now, this isn't really a tip situation. But I know I've been in stores sometimes where someone comes up to help me and it's like I can tell immediately they got no clue. It's like, well, I don't – your help is not helping me. It's only slowing me down. Isn't it hard though to imagine that you you win a golf tournament and the guy either is a neutral or has a negative effect? Um, Definitely it's hard for me to – imagine having a negative effect but i do think it's possible like you're matt kuchar you know your game better than anybody you're not you're not asking this but, guy I, but for i don't any think help. anyone's arguing like best case this guy was telling him clubs like I, I think it's just like bro you won the tournament this guy makes 50 grand a year and just him carrying yeah, your so bag man, on a winning yeah like, okay so probably worth 50k yeah yeah, yeah. If guy if he had given him 50k this guy would not be able to do the story matt would have been like i told him i was originally going to give him five I won the fucking tournament. I gave him 50K, and it's, you know, I, I would be like, Matt's in the right. Like to me, that number, you could probably say something over 30 would be what hard. Number? I, I think 30K, people would be like, it was his caddy for a week. How are you really going to complain about it? And the guy might not have complained about it because that is a, I don't know what that percentage is. It's probably still a small percentage. Um, yeah, we'll think 97, seven and a half. So half of that would be like three. That's like 2%, guy. Yeah. Which is which is low as a percentage, but the, in the whole argument of like, hey, you've got money, you've got a chance to easily change someone's life. Two percent, guys, twenty six thousand dollars. Okay, so but it's still thirty thousand right? dollars, right? So is that inappropriate? Is, to me, this is where we get back to. I'm I never like money shaming people, but when you are the all powerful and you're we're so much goddamn money and you're going to keep making money. I, I got the Riviera on in the background. Kuchar's fucking in one of the main groups. Like he's in the Rom DeChambeau. Like he's one of the best players in the world. He's making a ton of cash that this was an easy one where you just, you don't have to give him the exact number, but you just give a guy $50,000 and maybe Matt and maybe Matt's people would say he does that shit all the time, which is, and it just shows you like one negative thing can set your entire reputation, everything you work for, can kind of ruin a reputation that you build up a reputation over a long period of time, which it felt like he had done. Do you think he, he just... would have been worse off if he was drunk and drove a car into the clubhouse of uh, the golf tournament after he won? Would that have been a lesser story than this? Fuck yeah. I, I mean, you could argue like if he had taken a car, Tiger got pulled over on pills <laughs> and it was a big story for like a day. Now it's a little different, but little I, different. yes, but to yeah. me, th- this is like, because to me, this reflects, is this guy kind of a sneaky douche? You know, like, does this guy, is his reputation the wrong one? Well, and that's where I think the difference between $30,000 and $5,000. Like, we could still have this, This maybe this conversation would still be happening with three thousand, with 30000 excuse me. But at the end of the day, you could always just make the case that, like, you could, $30,000 is still thirty. $5,000 is like you guys just spent five days. You guys just spent a week together. Even if he didn't really help you, 
like, did you not get to know him at all? Do you just hate him? Do you like if you hate him, then this is the amount of money you pay him. <laughs> I bet, yeah. If he just I annoyed just... you, if he wouldn't stop talking, if he just drove you nuts, then that's the amount. And even then, you're like, well, at the end of the day, he's a human with kids. Like, if he's not a bad guy, I can give him more than five grand. Like, this was cool. It'll be a highlight of his life. One of the highlights of his life, caddying for a winner on a PGA event. Do you think he gets credit? And does the story ever come out if he gave him a hundred grand? After he wins, because someone tweeted at me like, "Middlecoff, you're being ridiculous. You think he's just gonna bring twenty grand cash? No, he didn't have to pay like him. That. Fuck it, right there on the spot. I mean, there, you could send him a check. You can. You, there's ways to pay people. You know, just, Is that El Chapo? Him, just, yeah, he didn't have to have a fucking briefcase of forty five grand. So, what amount of money would he get credit for? Here's the better question. Uh, don't say this just because we got a lot of people listening. Okay. What do you think Guy Haberman would have given this guy, assuming he was fine, solid, helped you out a couple shots, you were indifferent to him, he wasn't your best friend, but you didn't negatively think about him? Um, uh, and I was and I was as rich as Matt Kuchar is. You were as rich as Matt Kuchar, and your game was still strong, and you were still going to make a ton. And of he cash. helped like, me with a couple shots. And he I, helped I, you with a couple shots, and you did no negative thoughts cross your mind. Maybe not I think positive, that's... but you were. Yeah, to what, me that's that's like I'd feel like a hundred thousand dollars is is I don't know what the, what would that percentage have worked out to? Yeah, I mean, what if, if it what, was ninety six? Yeah, most I mean, guys it's about eight percent. Eight eight percent. I, I, yeah, you I know what? Feel, honestly, I, man, like if I got to know the guy a little bit too, I feel I, I might feel be able like to just a, give him the ten percent. I feel like a lot of normal people that are just. People listening to this, just good people. And I think most people generally are good-hearted people. If they were in the situation that had the earnings of Matt Kuchar and then the earning potentials, like it's not like he was worried, like, I can't tip this guy because my earnings might run out. Like Matt Kuchar is not thinking that way. Most people probably give him just, hey, fuck, here's the 130. And if they don't, I'd say like 80 plus, yeah. you know, you give them a huge chunk of change where it just changes the guy's life. And I feel like you and I have met these people that do shit like that because and, it's, I, and they never would have, it never would have got out. And it's just, I, I don't know. It, it, I think you're right because I think the more I would have thought about it, I'd be like, all right, I'm prepared to give this guy a hundred. And then you just go, well, if I'm gonna give him a hundred. Why don't I just give him the 10% that I'd be paying anyway? Like it's not, that's found money, right? Because uh, because I would have paid it to my normal caddy if he was here. The other part of this is, let me ask you this. Do you, is there a certain amount on a bill where the percentage, where you don't go by percentage? Like la- last like if, night. Like if, like if you sit down and the bill's $12, like you don't, you just, you don't tip 20% on that. Like that's, I would say, I would say sometimes like you're married. So like if the girl's kind of paying attention, you're not impressing anyone. <laughs> It's all it's all staying in your pot or not, right? Like last night, I went to dinner dinner with this girl on Valentine's Day, and it wasn't necessarily. I, it actually just happened to be Valentine's Day is when we were going to go out, and the bill was yeah, like seventy five. Is that what? Yeah, that's what you claim. The the bill was seventy five dollars, and it was I was having a good time, had a couple beers and eating sushi. I, I tipped twenty dollars, you know, and I it was just I could t- she could see it, but it, it was part of it. But it was just I was just feeling good, you know, I. I the service okay. was good. It was just whatever. I mean, I like to think that I've always been a good tipper, and I don't even have that much money. If I ever get anywhere close to Kucher, if you do good services for me, whether you're installing my television 
whether you're cleaning my house, whether you're serving me food. I, I like to think that I've been raised that when you're in a position to do that for people that do the right by you to treat them well. Well, and yeah. that's where I think the Kucher thing is like, God, you know, yeah. is this guy kind of a sneaky bad guy? Or is he just such a warped millionaire now that he doesn't even realize, which kind of might could, be the I think it's likely that it's that. Um, but I think these the one thing, their job, it's like the one thing you always hear with baseball players. Like, they, they do get, no matter how much money you have, they get how important it is to take care of the clubby. Like, that is a big deal. Or like we've had back with the radio show when we'd have guys on, bigger guys, Matt Kane or Hunter Pence, they go down, Joe Panic. You go down to the minor leagues. If you're the richest guy, if you're a big leaguer on a big, con- you pay for fucking dinner for everyone. It's just there's just things that that you should just do. And it, it'd be one thing if this was like uh, if it was Bryson DeChambeau or just a younger player. You know, you'd be like, well, he just he'll learn from that. Like Kucher's forty plus years old and been on tour <laughs> for twenty years. Look, old, the more I think about it, John, the more I feel like I'd pay the ten percent because it would make me feel good. Well, that, that's, a, that's but, a lot of anything. That's but, why I tipped $20 last night. I felt good about it. Yeah, but I but do I think, think it's— be, I think it'd be easy guy just to rationalize. I'll give this guy a $100,000 check. I feel good about it. He feels great. It's just a win-win. Yeah, you know? especially because he thought—like, he just kind of last minute asked me for a percent. Whatever. But but I do think it's a little bit of a leap to be— Now, again, we don't know anybody. Like, you only know the people you know. That's the only people you know. So to think that you know anybody else because they're they smile in a commercial like you don't, but it does we seem learned, like we learned that with the most famous golfer of all time. We didn't know Tiger at all. But it does seem like right? his contemporaries know him. I mean, like they people say a lot of things about. It's not like everyone was just like Tiger's the friendliest guy in the world. We all love him, and then all of a sudden everyone changed their mind. Now, although we do because Genesis Open, we know we got listeners down there. Um. But with Matt, there was a lot. There's been a lot of just general support among players for him. Like, would you would you think less of Steph Curry? My point, John, real quick is just I, this whole leap where it's like maybe he's just an awful human is like you're you're right. It's been he's been it's attacked. A, it's and gone a little act, strong. I I would agree, and I've been part of the strong. We don't quite have enough information because if there is the element where this guy was a dick, was giving him poor shit that almost led to him not winning the tournament, he could justify it easily in his mind. And that's why, hey, I'll give you another fifteen grand. I hate, I despised you. If that's an element, I think any human can relate to it. And then I would, I would come back a little bit. But here's my example: If Steph Curry, he takes that van, you know, I think he gets picked up and goes to games. And I bet he has a partnership with the deal. It probably pays him. I, I would assume tips the driver. But if if it came out that the company did a deal with him, uh, that basically they just exchanged and you know a lot of people in like our business do this you just do a trade hey we will just drive you for free you just take pictures on your instagram you know every game we take you to or something in exchange but it turned out that steph ended up not even doing that paid them nothing and was just was addicted never even acknowledged the driver or tipped him like that wouldn't be a great story for steph right no because one of the things and i'm not saying that parallels i'm just trying to use an example of because we assume steph just probably treats people well and now I, you know, and I think he'd be an example. Do we truly know him? And I'd say, you know, that's fair. I, I, when I went to that golf tournament a couple years ago, the first time he played in it, and just to watch the way he interacted with people when there truly weren't the cameras there for certain holes, it's like, yeah, this guy's just pretty high level guy, <laughs> you know. I, but with money, here's the one thing: 
people are I'm not normal with cash with tips. Like you, you do find a lot of people, especially in pro sports, because typically a lot of them come from poor backgrounds. Now Steph is not, but like I heard a story that no Pippin, no Tippin Pippin, is uh, the Barstool Golf Podcast, which is actually really good. They did a show yesterday where they had like ten cat random caddies call in from different major courses around the country and kind of give stories about this, like what they thought. And one guy called in from the number one course in Chicago and gave the, they're like, God, you know, Scotty Pippen plays here, you know, a lot in the summer and everyone fucking loves him, but he's, he has the nickname, no Tippin Pippen, but he's like, but he's a great, everyone likes him. So no one really cares. Just one of the deal. But remember he lost a bunch of money. He actually didn't make as much as you think. So it's not that crazy, but not everyone that has money does tip or treat people well. Right. So I, I, I think, right. and I think you get people who, you know, you talk to people in the service industry who, who used to work in the service injury industry, they have strong opinions on sometimes they, they over tip. Sometimes they refuse, if they think service is bad, they might tip less than you or I would normally tip because we kind of feel bad about it. Oh, you're saying that someone that's worked in it, then that's treated bad at like a restaurant. They won't tip as much. I don't they know. I, I'm this, I'm theorizing. But I, I feel like I've had this conversation with a couple of people who, like, they're more likely to tip more, but they also might be more likely to tip less. But maybe they're not. I don't – I've made that up right here on the spot. That might well, here, 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 they, might, here, they might know better. Like, you know what? I think they're just having a bad day. Here would Whatever. be a good example. If you were a casual golfer and you just entered some local tournament with some buddies and you had to be caddied, like the, part of the deal was playing in this tournament. You were playing at fucking Boundary Oaks and Walnut Creek. And there's a bunch of people in the tournament, hundred people in the tournament or whatever. And everyone kind of like a fancy football league. Everyone throws the, the winning pot is like $6,000 for one individual and it factors in handicap. So anyone can play in it and dudes caddying. You had to have caddies. You know, the course provides the caddies. You end up winning that pot, you know, and you told the caddy before, I'll, you know, you play three rounds. I'll tip, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. You have to pay the caddy a hundred dollars a round or whatever. Would you, you, if you won the pot, you would give him more than just the 300 bucks, right? You'd right. probably give him 500, but you just, yeah. you'd give him something. Again, assuming, and part of this, there's a huge assumption with this, kind of like Kaepernick, there's part of this that we don't know, which when you take a hard stance, like Kucher's just a scumbag, if it came out, this guy was a dick, would not stop bothering him and consistently gave him the wrong shit. You'd like, I kind of relate to Kucher. At this point, if you were Kucher and that was the case, wouldn't you say that? Because I know people like, there's nothing to be gained I, by saying that. But this whole thing has gone sideways. Like, to me, at this I, point. I do, I do think some of these guys, this is where the point where he's so rich that you just, like, fuck, I don't know anyone anything. Now, but what I just not, don't want people yelling at me while I'm trying to tee off. That, well, that's how, why how, I would. Well, it, to me, how's it going to, like, this is going to be something that follows him definitely all year. Because younger golf fans that are just the yeller guy, what else are you going to yell at them? Coots yellow guy from the New York team. Times is not young. Yellow guy from the New York Times is like some school teacher who well, wasn't a kid. I, I, He's like one a, thing a that kids. I remember Justin Thomas. Yeah, the guy. The guy yelled, "Get in the bunker!" and yeah. he had him tossed. Justin at first was kind of aggressive defending that, and then he realized, like, I just got to apologize. Like he basically came out a couple days later. Remember, like, hey, I was a dick. I, I shouldn't have tossed the guy. And everyone's like, yeah, I can relate, you know, heat of the moment. And he's even said he laughs about it now, but he did change his tune like a day or two later because in the heat of the moment, which I think Kucher is kind of right now, cause he's kind of being attacked maybe in a day or two, 
you're just like, I'll send the motherfucker 50 grand. Like I, I, I should have paid him more. This is stupid. I, it got, this is a dumb story, but I'll pay him. Everyone shut up. It won't have, you know, one of those type deals, yeah. which does feel like it's got a chance to be headed there. But I, I, you know, <laughs> this isn't, you know, in football, like does he, is he really inundated with the coverage like that? You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It is just a funny fucking story though. <laughs> You, you could also argue if you're a guy like that, do you – and this is – like I give this guy credit. This guy's throwing his reputation out. Who would want to work with this guy now? You know, if you don't treat him perfectly, he might throw you under the bus. Did you tell me he got fired or something? No, I had heard that he was paired early in the week, like on the Tuesday practice round with another pro, and that guy fired him. Oh, Hmm. So he was. So the, uh, so the pro Kucher people have basically said, it's not like this guy's got a resume of being Mother Teresa with everyone. You know, there, there is this guy's got a little fishy story. Yeah, I was watching um, a Trading Places the other day. It's on. You know, I see it probably once every few months. And there's a scene early in the movie where Dan Aykroyd goes into the private club, and uh, he goes up to the Duke brothers because it's that time of the month where they have to sign paychecks and uh and the duke brothers are going through the paychecks and one of them brings up it's like wow we're paying a lot of money to this person not the fifty thousand dollars that's the secret paycheck that we found out about later but he they're going through the paycheck like god we're spending a lot of money here and dan Aykroyd goes well can't get a can't get around the old minimum wage (laughs) those guys were cheap more of them and I, I do think there, and this is, turns a lot of people off in America, just the guy that is paying someone minimum wage. Like, it's one thing I, I never feel bad for some. I remember one, I think at your wedding the night before, when I was talking to your dad, like, you know, when you run a smaller business, like having the standardized minimum wage can get fucked up because you shouldn't pay, like, a 19 year old. That's kind of what it's for. Someone that's unqualified, you, you should be able to pay or have something for someone that's 40 with a kid. You know, and you get in these situations where this is where I think when you find out a business owner is taking care of an employee that needs the money. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, an 18-year-old guy that's like working his way through college. I don't feel that terribly for not giving a guy a bump or whatever. But when you got like a 38-year-old single mother, like when you find out someone just like refuses to give him any extra money, you're like this guy. When you are making money, you're kind of a scumbag. Right. You know, and, and everything, there's context to everything with cash. But when you are rich, one thing is consistent, unless the NBA, which eventually I think it's going to go the other way. When you're super rich and you complain or slash doesn't feel like you treat people that truly need the money because they don't make a lot, you're never going to win that battle ever. I I think the history of our life, at least since I've been alive, that guy always gets crushed. And I don't think that it's it feels like it's always happened before we were born. And it feels like it's always going to happen as we continue to live. Right. That guy's never going to be like. I feel for the guy worth a hundred million. I mean, you just no one complain. No one's ever taking that stance. My favorite take from this whole thing has been, Arnie wouldn't have done this. <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's like Arnie would never have allowed this to happen. Arnold Palmer would have treated this person right. It's like, wait, why are we talking about Arnold Palmer? There's nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Jack Nicholas would not have allowed this. Like, what, why are we talking about Jack? What does it have to do with Jack? A true gentleman. It's like, yeah. Most people probably – I would say this, John. I would guess most tour pros would have – maybe they wouldn't have given him 100 based on the circumstances we don't know. 
But based on knowing nothing else about this, I would guess most people would have would have paid the guy more than five thousand. Don't you think so? Or do you think do you think guys are coming up to Cooch like, dude, I would have paid him the same amount? Well, have you have you noticed this in your life? Like it's all kind of relative to income. So one day, like, will you take care of people at the same rate that you have when you're making, you know, if you're making a hundred grand and then in 10 years you're making $2 million. Like if someone helps you do something at your house and you ended up tipping them $20. Well, if when you own a house in 10 years, that's much bigger and the guy helps you do a much bigger project, will you then tip your guy $500 or a thousand dollars? I don't know. And no one ever knows this about themselves. You just hope like, I've seen in my life, I've consistently stayed the same, all relative to cash. But I'll tell you, you know, this. I, I, but I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think money does change you kind of naturally, but you should, and I try to always do this, just think about what the common guy that, as most people are, and girl, are struggling with money. You know, live, like, the, you read these studies all the time. The, the average person in America does not have $10,000 to their name, guy. You know, it's just... And that's how you just wonder, do a lot of these professional athletes that have so much money realize that? And I, I do think because the money comes so fast, it's a little different in golf, but it's not that much different. I will say this. Can I think professional athletes have a better idea of it. Now, golfer might be a bad. Yeah, see, it's hard. I, but I, I think I, most pro athletes have a better idea of it than most just rich people who are rich for whatever other reason that they're rich. I, we've been around them. The Warriors are a bad example because they're just such a high-level team. But, like, just with NFL players and you've seen with baseball players, most of them treat the people that you don't get to see, like, on television, like the equipment people, the trainers, the people helping out. Well, the amount really, of conversations they have with people they don't even know who, yeah. who, who they're talking to. I think they treat them really well in my experience. I, I, I would totally agree with that. No, really, I'm not saying really I'm well. not saying just usher, Just, like, ushers and, and yeah, they, people they, that they, they only see for five seconds or ten seconds. And that's where I think a lot of those people, and this is probably the difference in golf, like in football, you're always around, like, if you're a backup quarterback and you're making a million dollars, you're still around the quality control guy making 80. Like, you spend a lot of time around that guy. You spend a lot of time around the equipment guy. It just kind of keeps you, and they and they get a personal relationship where that guy can kind of fuck with them a little bit. I just think there's a humility there. And in basketball, like you're just around the ushers but, a lot. But but John, like I think part of this is when you're a like pro, in golf. I don't know if you're really around. Those well, first of all, you're not. If you're a golfer, you there's a good chance you were rich to begin with, or you had money because it's just an expensive sport. It's, it's a, a sport that rich people participate in. That's fair to begin with. So there's that element, and then the other part I think is you your career is shorter in most other sports. So when you're a millionaire, you've been a millionaire for like five years or 10 years, you know, golfer, you could be a millionaire. Matt Kuchar, how old is Matt Kuchar? Yeah. He's 40 plus. So now again, that's still, you know, that's, there are, there are guys that are 40 that play other pro sports that are rich. Um, but I think when you're an athlete in general, you just get people come up to you. So you just interact whatever leaving the stadium you just interact with people now this may play a little less to golf but you still when you're just a, a rich guy that no one necessarily knows who you are you just don't have people coming up to you in the same way you don't you just don't you just interact with average people less normal people less you interact more with super rich people that, that is true and and golf's I, pretty I, isolated like i don't know it's yeah, that, that's a huge element. But even that, I've seen golfers interact with people pretty, on just a normal human level. 
I, I think a lot of the uh, like the younger crew of guys, it does feel like, and they have go, this going for them. Because I was thinking this the other day. Like I would imagine if you were just if Haberman, Middlecoff were hanging out with Ricky, Justin, and Jordan, it would be pretty normal. Like their lives are not normal, but they could be just kind of shooting the shit about normal stuff about Alabama football, about fucking their wives, just about normal. They, they feel relatively normal for super rich young guys. And maybe there's just a humility of them growing up with social media, like interacting with other people. It's a little different for the older guy. I also think that in football and baseball, in baseball definitely, there's just a grind to get there. There's just a humility with just playing the sport. And same with football, even if you're good from day one, just how hard it is and how hard your coach – like. There was a video that went viral yesterday of Jalen Hurts, who's now at Oklahoma. It was pretty cool. He was squatting, which what looked like to be like 5,000 pounds, trying to break, I think, the quarterback record at Oklahoma. The entire team was surrounded by him and just chanting. I mean, it was badass. And it was just like, this guy's coming from Alabama. Now, granted, he went to Oklahoma. But he's won a national championship. He's he's played in the biggest games arguably in the NFL and college football the last couple of years, right up there. And it's just like, this guy comes in, he's just one of the guys right away. And it's just like, clearly these guys respect him and like him. And I just, that is probably an element to an individual sport that you just don't get with the other, you know, couples, football, basketball, definitely football and baseball, like basketball, it's easy to become such a big star. You kind yeah. of become individualized, well, but baseball and football, you just, you just kind of got to be one of the guys because you're around so many fucking guys. Well, also, so if you're not one of the guys, of, you become a douchebag fast. If you played college football, think of all the former teammates you have. Like Jalen Hurts has. Just in his three or years of Alabama played, and now yeah, in Oklahoma. if you played baseball and you played three years in college, all the travel teams you played on in high school, all think the of all the guys. Kyle, think of all the guys have. Kyler Murray has been around from A&M to Oklahoma to Oklahoma baseball and all the traveling teams he played with in high school in baseball and then in his football team. You played basketball, you had a high school team and an AAU team. Then maybe you went to college for a year, but that's a ton of people. Basketball teams are pretty well integrated into a university just because they stand. The basketball players just stand out, you know. Yeah, like, fo- and, fo- and football every year. If you if you play five years of college football, you get twenty to twenty five new guys on your team every year. Right? You have too so many you, people to know, actually. Yeah, it's it's like have crazy. you ever talked to a college football player where he doesn't? He literally is trying to talk about a teammate but can't remember his name. Like ever. yeah, because it'll be like you'd be like, oh, did you play with? Uh, you know, did, did you play with so-and-so? And they'll be like, yeah, I think he was a freshman when I was a senior. But it's, it's if that guy redshirted, you're like, well, I actually never played with never him. Never talked to him. <laughs> yeah, and if he wasn't a big-time recruit or whatever, like, yeah, I might have played with Doug Ball. No, that would be a bad example. But just a, it ha- it does happen a lot with college football players. In basketball, they're never like, I played with a guy because you fucking were throwing in the basketball, right? <laughs> like you were on the court. You're not really going to forget that. Like I can name like most people have ever played pickup hoops with. You know, it's, it's I'm, speaking of people you've played pickup hoops, hoops with, John, I've heard and I've seen the interactions, but that um, everyone just raves about how Paul Paul George still treats people around uh, Fresno State. Gives people tickets that hit him up. I mean, not just I don't think I I couldn't DM him, but a lot of people uh, from his days at Fresno State will just hit. You know, he he just. Host people on the road, just treats people really well from everything I've heard. The one thing that will always stand out to me, now he wasn't famous at all when he was in college. Kind of was. Like everyone knew who he was because he was the best player on on a bad basketball team. But I still don't think this is necessarily normal protocol. He used to go to the the Fresno State Rec Center where just middle coughs were littered. I mean, there was not a person six foot 
in a pickup game and play in the game. And all, and I remember one time I asked him, I played in the game with him, but I saw him there several times. And the one time I, I'm like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I'm only, I'm not going to, he didn't dunk or anything. He's like, I just come here to work on my shot. Obviously uh, these guys are fucking way better than me, but it's like, you, you would, you've been around a lot of these guys. Like that is not normal. <laughs> I, you know, and maybe it's more normal, I think, because basketball and, and basketball players just like playing basketball. I think it's a little more normal for basketball, yeah. Probably. But th- to me, I'd say the difference is I think a lot of in basketball, like if you went to bigger schools, they roll in kind of groups. Like they kind of go to be seen as a group and then do it. He would just go by himself and kind of to work on his game. Yeah. Which, again, maybe you're right, because a lot of football players would play. So a lot of people knew him and he wasn't. He wasn't getting mo- like if if I was Zion, Zion's a bad example, but a, a fringe NBA guy or something at a school and just wanted to get some shots up, and it was the off season. If you're at a big program, you might get mobbed if you and, go to like Oklahoma's rec center, or if you go play uh, flag football like Katie did. Um, the uh, basketball is the most fun sport to play, even if you're only willing to give sixty percent. Well, and that's he could work on his game by giving sixty percent because he could just you just get jumper. It's like it's kind of like golf in the sense that if you were a member at Tiger's course and he just like, Hey, you want to go play? If he's just working on his game, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like he doesn't give a shit what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, good closeout, John yeah. really challenged my jumper that time. <laughs> exactly. It was, uh, he stood out. Look, I wish there was, I mean, do you know what's crazy is we're not that old. And it's like video camera phones did not exist now. Like if Paul George, there there would have been camera phone video of just Paul. People would have taken it. Yeah, you, you would know? just set up your phone on the sideline, just let it record the whole thing. Even not knowing what he was going to become, just if he was just there shooting, like oh Paul George is here right now. That would just that would be on the Fresno State. People would tweet it, you know. And it's just that wasn't even possible. Which is, I often think that some shit in high school. <laughs> That if I would have been like 2016, 17, 18, that just would have been out there. I'm just glad it doesn't exist of just who knows. I don't even know what it would be, but I'm just glad it wasn't even possible. Yeah, I do think we've kind of reached the point of diminishing returns. I don't I don't think this is the best being able to film everything all the time. It's great. Well, was, you know, everyone get grandparents, get the kids video and, you know, there's a lot of whatever. Why well, I, I Instagram this video of uh, Bush. I was just lost in a YouTube, just listen to different tunes. Just, you know, sometimes you get into YouTube, it just kind of snowballs. You just see another thing on the right-hand side and you click on it. And it was Woodstock 99 and it was, he was singing glycerin and the whole fucking, there's gotta be a hundred thousand people. And sometimes I just read YouTube comments just because you get some interesting perspective. Like you watch a game with Alyssa. She just thinks of things that you don't think of. Right. So you kind of get your mind going and someone's like, it is kind of crazy to watch a concert of this magnitude and the only light you see is the occasional lighter out there. Not one fucking phone. And I was like, damn, that's, it, it, there was a crowd shot. It's just, people just watching them, just standing there, singing along, watching the tunes. And that would, if that was today, Woodstock 2019, and that was who Imagine Dragons or whatever, what percentage of people would have their phone up? 90? Yeah. It's just, Again, that's not a good or a bad thing. It's just crazy how fast things kind of like yesterday. Dame Lillard got a got a sponsored tattoo. I think it's a Hulu sponsored tattoo. Like that that's gonna be a thing now. Is that real? I think it is, but I don't know. I mean, he might have fooled me. All right. I, would you be shocked if it's not real? I mean, uh, nothing. I, I would not be shocked either way. But is that it's real? Just it's things that aren't thought. even. 
you know, it's just crazy the way the world, like, I don't even think that's that weird. Like, I mean, if they didn't pay him, like gave him a guaranteed 10 years, 2 million a year, it's like, why wouldn't I? I'm going to get a tattoo anyway. Is the point that like the NBA won't let you wear a sponsorship of your own, but if it's a tattoo, they can't regulate it. If it's in a place that everyone can well, see it. Uh, remember they told Jr. that was not allowed. So I don't know. What if Hulu did... goes out of business in two years? Like, is that like getting a blockbuster tattoo? Well, what would, if you were a tattoo guy, just assume Haberman had a bunch of tattoos. Yeah. What would you have to be guaranteed? Let's just say the money was good, but how many years to get inked up? Would it be, have to be a minimum 10 year deal? Like no opt outs or no, they can't cut it off. Right. Like I can't get a tattoo on my neck for everybody to see when I'm doing a game. And then that company is like embroiled in a Madoff scandal. Yeah. I'm even saying like they, like it has to be an ironclad. There is zero ability for them to ditch you. Right. You know, yeah. it can't be like a radio contract. Well, it's yeah. guaranteed the first year and a half. We'll, te- then, we'll yeah. test for two weeks and see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Let's do an every other week thing. Like, oh, no, this is, I'm all in here. Yeah. Promo code ham. Man, you know, not a lot of people are using the promo codes. We're going to cancel that tattoo sponsorship. Yeah. What if like there's some, uh, you know, uh, law that's passed, like promo codes are no longer legal. Oh, be like, shit. Uh, I still got my money, I'm, right? You know, I'm screwed. All right. Good talk. Goodbye. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.